Okay, so this one is called the Extra Special Bitter English Ale. Ready? <laughs> yeah, that was not as dramatic as I had hoped. Okay, I'm going to pour you a glass. Okay, give me some. Lug, 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 okay. lug. No. We'll just let the sound speak for itself. Here you go. Thank you. In case you hear a plaintive wail somewhere in the background, my cat, who is wildly attached to me, is not in the room and is probably screaming. Um, so, cheers. Cheers. With cheers. You. Cheers. So this is the extra special bitter that comes from New Jersey Bear Company, and we wanted to introduce you guys to this particular product. This, oh, that's yummy. I know, right? So they're local. I think they're out of like North Bergen or something. They're amazing. Half of their staff live in Montclair. That's really good. And we know, as you know, I had a giant party. It was a amazing event. It was like, so it was my husband's 50th and it was my son's 15th. And our company, CBH Homes, was turning five. So we had a 555 party and I got all the beer from the Jersey Beer Co. And it was amazing. Can, so, can you tell them, tell them our favorite? Oh, this, okay, one, so, this one's really good, but the favorite okay, one. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. Our favorite is the Strawberry Milkshake IPA, which it sounds is, horrific. It sounds disgusting. And it is so delicious. 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 I'm drinking delicious. mine with a straw. It's very good. Mm. Okay. So, um, so, wait, so let's, put, let's, where can you order it? You can order, you oh, can go to their website. You can go to their website, but honestly, I have a contact there. So if you guys are interested in Call really Nancy. good local beer, give me a buzz. Welcome to the LOL Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Chu, team lead of CBH Homes at Kevin Williams NJ Metro Group. And I'm Kimberly Curtis, business development director for the Ketchian team at Lone Depot. Okay, so um, listen, we have been on a <laughs> hiatus. Sort of small hiatus, hiatus. Um, which by the way, was not our fault. <laughs> Teasing, I'm teasing. It's all Kim's fault. No, no, no. I'm kidding. So we have had all these grand plans. We had amazing ideas. We were going to talk about things like pivoting your message. We were going to talk about making sure that your business was sustainable and scalable and sellable. This amazing three-part series (laughs) that is definitely coming. But um, we actually had something interesting. The reason why we were on hiatus is because um. I ended up in the hospital again in the ER (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. So after a 10 day stay in the hospital, she's back. 10 Ten days days stay in the hospital. She is back. And I will tell you that uh, it sort of forced us to look at a slightly different question. And that is a question that we get. Wait, so what is it that you kept hearing now that you're out of the hospital? Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. It's because, oh. Like you need balance. Oh, balance. 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 There's that freaking word. If I hear the word balance balance one more time, I'm going to scream. I'm going to lose it. So listen, this is a word that gets tossed around a lot, especially for those of us that are working moms. You you get the, you got to have balance in your life. I'm looking for more balance. Okay. So uh, Kim's going to tell you a particular experience. I want her to tell you this story about what happened the other day. It's kind of, um, it's a little bit gut-wrenching, so I'm actually going to sit back. But Kim, tell us the story. So I, like Nancy, both of us, I think that's one of the things we've bonded over over the years as friends. I, yes, I've been, not, I've been unbalanced. Um, but what happened um, a few months ago is I 
I had recovered from my from my major surgery, and it was one of those nights that I was like, oh, I was having a um, going out to dinner with clients. I was really excited, and all of a sudden they had to reschedule, mm-hmm. and they had a sick kid. Happens all you know, no, no worries. And so you know, stayed a little longer at the office, but then came home and put on my yoga pants and was like all excited. <laughs> and I in in the back of my head were these girlfriends. There are specific ones that say all the time that you don't have balance. And I was like, tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for myself and what happened was I got in my yoga pants and I sat down on the couch and I just I sat there and I thought oh my god I I don't know what to do I didn't know what to do and I started sobbing because I I didn't know what the given an opportunity to do something for yourself. I had you didn't even I had, know what to do. I had no idea. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's had that experience. I never have. And I sobbed. So this leads me to the question of defining what the hell balance is. Because I agree, it's something that gets tossed around in our culture of uh, our culture of you can do anything and have everything. Well, quite frankly, some of us don't know how to do that. And one of the things that Kim and I started talking about is how do we even define what balance is? Right. And she was like, Nancy, what do you find that? I was like, uh... Well, I think, I think, and so let's talk about that for a second. So part of my sobbing on the couch was... I, one, I, one, how, how did I get here? But the bigger issue was what, what is balance, right? What is balance? How do I define what, what did I need to do that all my girlfriends have been screaming at me? You need balance. I think that there's too much emphasis on the larger idea of what it is. Okay. I think, I think the word has become, it's, it's it's too big. It's it's undefinable. It's it's intangible. And it's overused. So what if I just said balance is the little things, at least for me, that I can achieve that I go, hmm, I feel good about that. I feel pretty good. So guess what? My husband and I just planned a vacation. Well, I was going to say, so what, so let's go back to this. So I'm sitting, I'm sobbing on the couch. So I, and, and (laughs) it was really, you know, I'm willing to share it because I hope on one hand it was so sad and so gut wrenching. And on the other hand, it really was a wake up call to just and, and again, so I, I just mean really clear. It was a wake up call, not to that my life is unbalanced because everyone keeps telling me it is. I don't need to hear it again. It was a wake up call to what does that look like for me? Yes. What? Very how do definition. I define having more balance? And we can have different definitions. So what? So what? So what things for you, Nancy, are like? would help you feel a little bit more balanced in your life. What are those things? So this is the thing that I was saying before about, to me, it's not a big overarching because it's too intangible. Instead, I find it in little markers that work for me in my life. Okay. And so what are those? And don't forget, I too have had moments of, you know, finding myself in the hospital because of stress. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When was that? Oh, no, no, uh, okay. We'll talk about it later. All right, next, that's next, not, next that'll time. Be, that'll be another story for <laughs> another day. That'll be with more New Jersey beer company, <laughs> strawberry milkshake IPA. Yeah, that's so true. I'll just bathe in it. Um, okay, so number one, my husband and I just planned a vacation. Nice. That to me is a really big deal. If something I have to something look forward to. to look forward to. Hey, I've planned some time off. I'm looking forward to the, to that time off. That to me is a step towards balance. So I'm going inter- to I'm going to inter- I'm going to interject ter- during these ones th- during these points because there's so much great stuff here. Have you had a vacation this year? No, I haven't had one 
vacation. It doesn't matter if it's a day, a week, like a long weekend no. or... I haven't we- had them since COVID started. Not one vacation. But guess what? We're starting again. Good. Because Good. I'm glad to hear to. that. Well, Can I come with you? To. <laughs> You have in the past. I don't really know why you do it now. Mexico is really fun. Mexico is really fun. I just saw those pictures. We're like two, we look much younger in them and the kids look like this big. So we clearly have not gone. We were. That's a problem. Um, So good. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you're going on a vacation. But that's something for me to look forward to. What's number two? Um, This one's really important to me, which is girlfriend time. Girlfriend time, friend time. So recently, Kim and I had an opportunity to, dogs outside. Yay. Good to hear. But recently, Kim and I I had an opportunity to hang out for just one night. It was one it was totally night. One it wasn't night. even 24 hours. No, it was like 18 it was like hours. It was like 18 hours. You know what, we 12 had, hours? We had like a work retreat and then Kim came to the work retreat. We had dinner together and everybody else Everyone's left and home. we said, we'll hang out. Then we went and had a fancy big dinner and then like came back and ate another bag of chips. I don't know that's why. A whole, that's, that's a whole other story. We ate so the much. The fire, and, whatever it is, like the, the uh, fire chips. The and fire we, Doritos. I don't know. And then we ate like half a box of like chocolates. Wait, like, what, what was that? The almond roca. Almond roca. I'm in Roca. We were disgusting. I don't know what we did. I felt so ill the next day. I, I'm like, who goes and has this amazing, amazing meal, meal amazing and then meal. like chows down on junk for the rest of the night? But we got to hang out. We talked about everything. It was so much until, fun. Until 2 o'clock until in the morning. Until 2 o'clock in the morning, which is a lot for us, by the way. That's very yeah, late And then we us. had to get up at 6 a.m. And to then we get had to get back for work. No, to come back for work. But my point is, is we did that it for was, us. It was so And it was great. wildly it was rejuvenating, so nice. even though we didn't get any sleep, which is nice. It was great. What about number three? This one's really important to me which is the ability to cook for my family Mm. like three times a week so what so let's take that is I could not agree with that more and I think it's so overlooked so why is that important for you I love Cooking well, for me is a thing. Like it you're actually helps me cook. decompress. I really enjoy it. It's not stressful for me. It's actually artistic and creative for me. So I really that that's really important. I've also discovered that part of it is that I get super busy. We don't cook. We end up cooking with the telephone, as my husband says, yeah. and we end up ordering absolute shitty food. Shit. It's just terrible food for you. It's very expensive. And it doesn't do you it doesn't do your body any good. So for me, if I can cook for my family a minimum of three times a week, I consider that a win and some balance in my life. So okay? I so I just want the one thing I want to say about that for me, it's the the cooking healthier food isn't the the motivation for me at least behind because I would agree that that's on the, my top five for balance as well. It's not the healthier meal. Because I think we can be honest and we can all choose healthier things to order out nowadays. Right, that's true. It, it is the act of cooking and preparing and enjoying and the process. nourishment for your family. Yes. That's a big deal. It's, yes. it's, it's a really huge, and like I said before, it's also an artistic thing for me. Well, you're, I you're, I have to say, she won't tell you, but I will. You are probably the person out of all of my friends and family that just whips like I thought I was good at like you know whipping things up you are like an artist in the kitchen you make these amazing like I anyway it's 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 a gift thank you and and so that is I I, I really hope somebody listens to that because I don't think people would take that as something that could provide balance and it does it does I, you know what for me it's very relaxing I mean I think other people have other things but um okay listen what, what's I'm, number four <laughs> what's number four I'm just kind of embarrassed to say this one but bring it bring, I, I was just in the hospital okay, was so, like a blockage yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll get, we'll get to that later that little, little. 
it can't be that embarrassing. No, no, it can't. So be. what's number four? It's as embarrassing as having to pump you out because you're fully impacted with, with crap. Shit. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, well, okay. So I'm gonna be honest. Just say with you. it. I, I just I need to have sex with my husband. There you go. Like what? Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. For me, finding balance is making time for my partner. Intimacy. And- intimacy and honestly like I'm at this point at this juncture I'm like we have time blocked in sex because I sometimes mama just needs to get some and it's (laughs) for those of you that know me and know that I have no restraint I'm completely restraining myself Mm. with comments oh my gosh I know please so that so that I um, that is that is a that huge is, part of balance. Yeah, of course it is. So these it's, are some of the things yeah. that I need in order to feel balanced. I know that they don't they don't form an overarching plan, but they right. are right. something. So are, what was you? So wait, some- so wait. I just want to add one thing about the sex thing. So because <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I'm a little jealous about that right now. But that's just another that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, that, that's another one, but, um, so I think, so let's, but I want, so from my perspective, that's super important. <laughs> that would probably be, if I was in a di- different life situation, that would probably be number one on my list. No, no, actually it would be number two. I know what number one is, but num- that would be number two. But, but here's what I want to say about that. It's not, it, it's the physical part because I do believe that sex also releases endorphin. Like there's this whole physical, phys- right, right, right. physical oh, no, part no, no, of it. No, yeah. no, no. But it's also just the intimacy part of it. Like right? Well, it's, we're it's the relationship, right. right? It's going back to a relationship, and and you, and especially because you guys work together, and we you work talk together about this anymore. Okay, okay, okay. He's going to be like, sorry, be like, what did you do, Nancy? Sorry. What did you sorry, do? Raph. Okay, so okay, so is that your that's your list? That's I have that's that's, that's a really list. good. Yeah, right that's there. a great list. So the only thing that I would add, so I would say, I would say I have the exact same list. I so my number one on that list would be exercise. Yeah, you're a gym rat. I'm for sure. a freaking gym rat. I died during COVID. I gained a bunch of weight. And because I, and I, I have to give myself a little props. I'm trying I, to figure out how this is different from sex. <laughs> that is because you need both. I'm it's kidding, totally different. Kidding, it's totally different. If you want to count it as your workout, go ahead. But it, for me, it's not. I need both. So I was, I'm a six day a week consistent gym rat. It doesn't mean three hours a day. It means I got my, I have mine down to an hour and 15 minutes, but it's consistency. It's six days a week. So my number one thing when I feel the most, you know, like what really most in balance is not sweating and working out. So that would be the only thing that I would add, but I think your list, we're a hundred percent on the same page. So, so what we're basically saying here is that we're talking about little steps that take us towards feeling like we're living a whole life. Yes. Uh, It's not necessarily an overall big overarching philosophy of life. I don't know that I have that. Or a complete overhaul of your life. But it's little things things that take us towards being in a better place and although okay so as we started to talk about this it did kind of occur to me why do we feel like we live in such an imbalanced place with ourselves and so you know now that we kind of have a little definition of the things that we need to do to be more in balance why are we in such what how did we get why there? are we so out of how did, how did yeah. we get there talk to me about this so thing. mine so this is very wow this is this podcast is very um so i've admitted that i was crying on the couch right and had you know and that she had shit totally and I, right in and her body I, right and then i ended up in the out, er right, right. Mm, okay so delicious awesome okay so the um I, wow. Okay. This is, this is big. So I think a lot of the, a lot of the reason why I get frustrated when people say to me, you do too much, 
you know, it's all, you do do too much. You're, you're not in balance. You need balance. You do something for yourself and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I'm not, but the reason why it frustrates me is because I've never, I think really told people why I'm imbalanced in my life. And I can tell you that it stems from childhood. So when my parents got divorced at age three, my mom, all this, my mom was a stay at home mom. And all of a sudden my mom was thrown into becoming a, you know, a single in the working workforce, mom, yeah. immediately thrown into getting a job and in the workforce. And we had no money. My mom had, thank goodness we were very fortunate. My mom had to borrow money from my grandfather to, to buy a car to get to work. So my mm. fear, if we really dig down, mine stems from um, just the, the, the constant work, work, go, go, um, produce, overachieve, whatever. Really, when you, when you peel it back, it comes from childhood fear of being poor because we were poor. Well, I always think that if you think about putting a woman into the workforce after she's not been in the workforce for such a long time, you know there's limitations sometimes in terms of the kind of job she can get. And I'm guessing you ended up with what essentially was a a budget of how to live your life. And right, and right. we were about- right. I'll, I'll clarify. That's a great point. We never. We never, we, we always, we didn't, starve. we didn't starve. We had shelter. We had love. We had food. We had the, we had the necessities. So let me make that clear. Um, and the other thing too, is I give my mom props. I give Mimi props because she, my mom was a mom at, at 20. So this, she was 23 when this happened. So, but yes, let me clear. My, it was not, we were going to be homeless, but we, we were, you know, we, there were no luxuries. It was, um, you know, the bills are paid and there's nothing left. Yeah. So what about you? So that's where mine comes from. That is just, so you know, that to me is the definition of what has happened to the middle class in this country, but that's another conversation. And And you're right. You're a hundred percent right. I can't go there, but you know, it's like you have the necessities, but then what else do you have? So I, so what, so let me, okay. So fast forward, what came up, what has come of that is I started working at age 12 Mm -hmm. and I've been working at age 12 my like since my entire life it's like 40 my, years of 40 working. not oh, 40 <laughs> I'm not 52. i can't do math right now i'm not 52 i'm, I'm close I'm no, no close. but you know what but I'm that's saying, so that so i saying. i you know everyone i've been working since i was 12 so how about you what is where do you think your imbalance okay. comes from ours okay so you just talked about fear of that feeling of never having enough and or luxuries or, 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 or not what? having anything on top, like just living right. the paycheck to paycheck kind of feeling. Well, you know, it's interesting because my, my story is not entirely different from that, but it just happens to be like the immigrant story, which is a little bit different. But so you have to understand that I wasn't born here. I was born in a, essentially at the time was probably considered a relatively third world ish kind of country. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so my father, when my father, when I was one, my father came to the States for grad school. He was lucky enough to be accepted into the University of Tennessee, and he worked for a year while he was in grad school and earned enough money to buy a plane ticket for my mom so that my mom could come and be with him. So then the two of them worked and saved up enough money to buy a plane ticket for me to come when I was three. And so when my uncle came to do his overseas experience, he brought me with him. Wow. And so I did not know my father 
when I first saw him at the age of three, because I hadn't seen him since I was like one. So I was like, who's that? It's like, oh, this is your dad. It was very weird. Um, and so, just, so just so you know, my, my parents were, you know, in grad school at the time and we survived off of $10,000 an entire year, a family wow. of three, which included rent, food, everything. bills, and everything. everything. Um, wow. which I guess in the late seventies isn't terrible, but it's also not great. We're no. pretty much living in really squalid kind of, um, housing it was really not it was not great it was not safe it was not ideal um and I will tell you that for the vast majority of my life and this is the if I start talking about this I have to be careful because I'll kind of sometimes like it it's very emotional for me and I might kind of well it, up. it's triggering it can it's be very triggering. triggering so if I sound weird you'll know it's because I'm having an emotional thing which I do not enjoy doing in front of other people um, which I think Kim, is, I know. she's like reveling. She's like having such a I'm like having such a She's like, I can't wait to watch like, Lindsay. Like, I'm going to make her cry. Reaction. But no, you have to understand, like when I was a kid, I didn't own a pair of jeans until I was 10 because we couldn't afford jeans. So I wore, you know, weird clothes from the clearance rack of whatever we could afford. My mom tells a story of when we, when she first brought me into a grocery store for the first time after I got off the plane and they took me shopping and she says that my eyes were enormous. She was like, you were looking around like you'd never seen so much stuff in your life. And I realized that that is absolutely true because some of the earliest memories I have are of my mom standing in the kitchen of our my, my dad's family's house in Asia and she's crying and eating. She couldn't eat with the rest of the, it was, I, I can't even, it's going to, this is not right. a great story right. about my dad's family, but, um, but I will tell you that when you come from what essentially feels like abject poverty. Yeah. And then when, you, and, 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 but, but coming and mixing right. with Americans was the most insane thing I'd ever had to deal with because they wore jeans and sneakers and they had things and they thought I was weird because I didn't have them. They right. didn't understand. The other kids didn't understand. It was because I didn't have freaking money for it. Right. They just thought I was weird. And that's kind of how I had to grow up. Well, until- and you, and you tell me the story, you've told me the story. Um, you know, thank you for sharing that. That's hard. I, the one that really resonates with me is, um, you, you, you had discounted lunch. Oh God. Oh God. And, and nowadays, um, thank goodness. I think I'm assuming the 10 cent. Oh yeah. Because I had, yeah. I had 10 cent breakfast and 10 cent lunch every day of my life for the vast majority of my elementary experience. And it was actually really terrible because because it was every day. Tell them what happened. It was every day. Well, well, partially it's because there was, I didn't have breakfast opportunities at home. My parents were just out working. And, um, so one of the things about, you know, when you get lunch sort of half paid for by the government, then, you know, you have to show up with your little dime. And the thing that sucks is that the lunch ladies would ring it up. And they would hold out their little hands and say, 10 cents, please. And it was, there was so much judgment kind of attached to it. And all the kids around. For all the kids to and hear and see. all the kids see. could hear. Yep. And all the kids And it was see. every day. And everybody every knew day. you were one of those kids that was getting freaking subsidized lunch. Right. And I remember at one point being so just sick of that feeling 
I, I begged my mom to make lunch for me one day. I was like, can you please make like, whatever it is, lunch? Right. Whatever, whatever it is. It. Right. I want to be one of those kids to, get, to bring their lunch in a brown paper bag because that to me was like, I've made it. Brown paper bagging it. And I remember that day getting to school and my mom was like, okay, I don't really know what lunch looks like. I'm like, it looks like a sandwich, I think, because these other kids have That's sandwiches. That's right. That's what they have. And so she, you know what she did? I, I remember unpacking it, opening it up. And my mom had no idea how to make a sandwich. So she made me a white rice sandwich. Like she put white rice between layers of white bread and it had hardened and dried. And it was, if you leave rice out and dries, like it's not edible. And I remember unpacking it and just being like, I'm going to freaking eat this. And just taking it in. And I remember swallowing all the tears and all of that along with that sandwich. Um, so yes, I live with an extraordinary amount of fear in some ways of ever being in that place where I would, I would never want my child to feel that way. And I certainly want to be able to provide everything that I can because the, <laughs> the experience of not having that um, terrifies you. It just, that, it, really, that's, it terrifies me. It's absolutely terrifying. Yep. And, and I'm glad you said that too. And thank you for sharing that. That's, it's super, it's hard. Thanks. I, um, but I think too, the kids, once you have a child, I think it even perpetuates it more because now I know for me, it's not about just providing for myself. It's providing for my, the two human beings. And not wanting anyone ever, to, to ever, ever feel the way that, that we, we felt. felt. And I, I, I understand that maybe it drives us to a point where we have possibly done too much damage to ourselves in order to achieve. Oh, we, we, we try. We, o- for we overcompensate. Yeah, we overcompensate I get it. I get for it. it. Um, but listen, here we are. We're coming to that point in our conversation where we say, "What have we learned from this?" And I, I feel. I can't believe, I feel like even our conversation has been cathartic and has been educational in terms of teaching us how, what direction to go in. And I personally feel that this is a lifelong journey. We are not necessarily ever going to achieve that wild idea of what we think (laughs) balances. Right. But as long as I feel like we're both making, or that, and that you are making little steps towards something that gets you closer. I'm okay with that. I, so for me, for me crying on the couch that night was Mm. huge because for me, it brought acknowledgement, like knowing that knowing that this is a thing. Right. And and why, why am I here? Why do I feel these feelings? And so it was acknowledgement. And then I think the good thing about, you know, the, I call it the ugly cry, by the way, that's what (laughs) I learned that from, from Mimi, from my mom. It's, we call it the ugly cry. Um, but it brought me, but can I tell you, it was, it was cathartic because after the end of the cry, um, and it was, it brought clarity. Mm -hmm. That's a good word. So, and you know, kind of, I have to say kudos to me because what I usually would have done in that moment is I would have filled it. And what I mean by that, yes. I would have turned on my computer and worked, or I would have called somebody, or if I, I would have like watched you know, a movie, and I didn't. I sat in the feeling, and I felt the feels, and I acknowledged that I need to work on this. And then I had a sense of clarity. So I think that was really, really, you know, that was a huge moment for me. I think that's great. And I feel like 
I'm so happy that you shared that with me because it really helps sort of put my issues right. into clearer focus as well. As you know, I too have been sent to the hospital a couple of times for um, <laughs> exhaustion. So, so, so what's the summary? <laughs> I know the summary for me is, um, and I mean this, I mean this with all the love and compassion, but you know, when you, when our, when my stop girlfriends telling us stop telling balance. me about, I need balance, I know no. I need balance. No. This is not something that I am not aware of. <laughs> wait, wait, but, but how about this? How about this? Here, here's, and, and I know it comes, and I'm saying that because we it, all know comes, it comes from a good place. It comes place, from a good place. Right? It comes from love and concern. I, I've been in the hospital twice this year, but let's, I've been in the it. hospital for 18 days. Okay, but let's year. leave it, but at least let's leave it like this, okay? Which is, which is balance for me. I'm still working on that definition. Balance for Kim, I'm guessing she's still working on that definition. And my definition might not fit with your definition and vice versa. And so, yeah. So respect it. Friends, we love you all. We all need balance. We're working towards it. I was going to say, you don't have to remind me all the time. We get it. We get it. But no judgments from us, okay? You do you in terms of what balance you need to achieve in your life. I'm pretty certain Kim and I are never going to be the Zen yoga queen. I don't think I'm going to, as much as I've always wanted to, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to take the 200 hour yoga certification course. Nirvana is not going to be that for me. Nirvana for me is just going to be being able to have sex with my husband once a week. Oh my gosh. Well, well, that, well, that's a great on that note. note, um, What do you, so, um, we always end our, um, our podcast with what do we love? So Nancy, what are you loving right now? What are you loving? Okay. Can I say something? This is going to sound, um, all right. So on last Saturday, you rub it in. I wasn't there. I was in the hospital hospital. sobbing. I'm sorry. I should have moved it for you, but I did not. But my husband turned 50, my son turned 15, and my business, CBH Homes, turned five. And we had a really big blowout affair. I wanted to tell no, no, you no, how No, 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 no. Tell them how, what, you have to tell them what kind of affair. You had a, oh my God, okay. a petting zoo. We had a really big blowout affair. First of all, you have to understand, we have not had a party. I've not seen people in right, two years. Right. So it may have been a little bit of over the top, was, over the kill. but extravagant, but I in needed, a good way, in a good I, way. I needed to have an event. Like, we need, my husband's turning 50. Like, we needed. Something. So we invited all of our friends and clients. There were people. I mean, there were like so many people here. Um, uh, we we had a petting zoo. We had a legitimate petting zoo. Llama, ducks, bunnies. Zoo. That duck was not nice, by the way. Um, and neither was the the alpaca. Was not the nicest. Really? No, you look at the pictures. The goats and the sheep were like, "We love you," and the alpaca was like, "Screw you." You had um, you had a uh, what was the we big, had a big bouncy inflatable jousting arena that was hilarious. which, by the way, the I have video of Declan and Raph wailing on each other with foam sticks which is hilarious check, what do I you, you put it on uh, your Facebook check it out on Facebook <laughs> yeah, it was it was great it was, so it was great um, oh okay so what was, and, the, what was the main food well the main well the main thing is that we ended up having a giant lechon which is a whole pig roast pig roast pig roast baby it was amazing but I wanted to thank a couple of people which is I wanted to thank first of all I wanted to thank New Jersey Beer Company and Stephen Gable for helping us put this together 
Taylor. They did an amazing job. They're kind of, they're local-ish right out of North Bergen, and they did an amazing job providing delicious, yummy beverages for everybody. I wanted to thank Carolyn Rodriguez for doing an amazing job on the cakes. If you saw the oh, cake, they were first of gorgeous. all, they were gorgeous. They were huge. Tell them the scale. Humongous. You can't the tell scale. the scale on the picture. The, yeah, you can't tell. But the, the the house they built my husband for his 50th was probably the size of my torso. Like, it was, it was like, as tall huge. as, yeah. like, me from torso to head. It was enormous. And I felt bad. It took, like, three guys to carry it. We were like, we were like, I was, like, ran out. I was like, I need large men to carry this cake. Because otherwise, it will be dropped. It was gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. It she was did a great job. Gorgeous. She's amazing. She's local out of her own. I was super psyched to have her. Thank you so much. So much and I also wanted to thank Michelle O'Connor for amazing for creating and delivering delicious food including those baked beans that your daughter ate my of. Spencer Blue you <laughs> outdid so your she, so people were commenting beans. and people were commenting one of our one of our um, friends in the in industry friend that's in our networking group and also one of my very dear friends um he texts me the next day and he's like is she okay? And he's like, she can eat. She eats she's so like, many baked beans. She eats so many baked beans. The baked beans and the fruit. She's like, mom, it was just phenomenal. Baked beans and, <laughs> she had a ton of baked beans and, and fruit salad. All I could say was, she's not going to have a problem. <laughs> exactly. She you. will not be in the hospital. <laughs> she's fine. She's totally she fine. She's totally fine. Oh my gosh. That part was great. And I think last but not least, I wanted to, I was, oh, Michelle O'Connor, who she's out of South Orange. She did an amazing job. Um, yeah, I couldn't have been happier. And I just tell you, I love, love, love my friends, my family, our clients who came out, our team who came out, hung out, supported, and That's were amazing. just amazing. amazing. I love you all. Thank so, you so much. I was so bummed to not be there. I was there in spirit. So um, it looks like a great time. It looks like did. a great time. I know. It was weird without you. Know, but it's okay. We don't have to spend every waking moment together. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Well, those were big. Those were, okay, I said, what is your those love? Were, those were, I was upset because those were very big milestones. They are big milestones. What was um, your love, darling? So my my love is so uh, every year um, we in that late late October is we have the most amazing film festival in Montclair and so it's the Montclair Film Festival. This year it happens to start on October twenty first. It lasts for a week, week and a half, and I love. Um, one of the reasons we moved here from the Midwest was to give our to figure ourselves and our children experiences and. Um, not that Ohio doesn't have, you know, film festivals, but, <laughs> but this is the, this, this one's really this well is, organized. It's so well organized. And it the is, quality is so the good. quality is amazing. You know, it's very, um, it's very well supported. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing I love about it. Um, so years ago when it started, um, we would, um, we would do, you know, we would go see, you know, several different, different films. And then what we, but what we did was we also forced the kids. They would, they always have family, um, movies and these are not typical Pixar and we love those, right? These are, that's not what this is. They're independent films. They're very different. They're amazing. And I still remember the first one we took them to, it was a 48 minute, you know, short film, whatever you want to call it. And there was not one, it was a a silent silent film and the kids, I still remember I think I mean let me let me actually out myself. I really they were kicking and screaming going because they were you were young, and I think I bribed them with like the, whatever candy they wanted, like whatever you want to eat, like make yourself <laughs> sick with candy, fine. And we sat and we watched the film, and they were like, blah, blah, blah. and I remember leaving the movie, and we got like you know down down we were walking down the sidewalk, and they looked at it and they were like, mom, that was really cool. Like we've never seen anything That's like great. it. So my love is go support the arts. 
whether it's a film festival, an art festival, a jazz festival, jazz festival. Yeah. But this one, I have to say, they just they do an amazing job. So shout out to the board of directors, all the people that make it happen, and just thank you for really, um, you know giving us culture and these amazing films that most people in the country will never see. So that's what I love. I I love love that. I love film festivals. So, so by the way, we have to buy our tickets because it's selling out. Oh, okay. (laughs) So we'll, we'll do that tonight. On that note, I'm just going to finish up my strawberry milkshake. Hold on, hold on. And I am, and I'm taking a gulp of the extra special bitter English Mm. ale. So thank you, New Jersey beer company for uh, your amazing beer. All right, guys. Um, so hopefully between now and the next episode, neither of us ends up in the hospital. <laughs> and I um, have no intention of ever <laughs> ending up in the hospital. I'm again. like, can I go another? Like, can I? Can it be like at least a at year? Six months. At least six, six months, months for a year. I'm just asking for six yeah. months. Uh, I was gonna say thank you guys for joining us. Until next time, when we talk about something actually business focused, as opposed to our impacted bowels and our sad childhood poverty, and our goal to have sex once a week with our right. husbands, right? Which I call exercise. Just so <laughs> Peace out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>